as a leader, the job is really to make sure you nurture the people because the industry will nurture the output. I love what you said. I think it's a wonderful way to articulate it. I think I've always looked at leadership as setting people up for success and creating an environment that allows them to be as good as they are. Hello, and welcome to the Future Legends of Advertising podcast featuring newly inducted members of the American Advertising Federation's Hall of Achievement and those in the Hall of Fame. In this series, we'll compare notes, gain insights, and explore the future of the advertising industry through never-before-heard conversations between those who are shaping it. You'll meet industry icons like Bozema St. John, Daisy Exposito Uya, Deborah Wall, and future ones, including leaders from the most impactful brands, agencies, and media platforms in the world. We're your hosts, Haley Romer and Ross Martin. Now, let's meet the legends. I'll introduce Wenda first. The entire podcast can be my introduction of Wenda because that... <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> no, but you've achieved... Yeah, I am. <laughs> and so as, as everyone knows, Wenda, as the vice chair of MediaLink, as the former chief sales officer for Yahoo, bringing Yahoo sales from 700 million back in the day in just five or six years, all the way up to 6 billion, that when that was unheard of and creating possibly one of the best sales teams ever when she was at Yahoo, co-CEO and president of Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia, which is the first time any of us ever heard the word Omnimedia, chief internet officer, that was like a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> when the internet was like the superhighway. And then a founding executive team member for DoubleClick. The career trajectory of Wenda Harris-Millard is just astounding. But what's I think meant so much more is that even while you were that busy, having that career that you have, you managed to devote so much of your time and your heart to this industry and to the community. And you did that in lots of different ways. You continue to do that. You were the, the chair of the IAB. You were the president of the ad club. You didn't just get into the Hall of Fame last year, but when you got into the Hall of Fame, you were also awarded the David Bell Award for industry service. And then you also serve on the personal board of directors for dozens of the best executives in the, in the world who count on Wenda for career guidance and advice. So I don't know how else to introduce this legend, but she's here on our show. And please welcome to the podcast, Wenda Harris-Millard. Thank you, Ross. I so, so appreciate that. I'm really happy to be here. You know, it's pretty incredible, of course, just running down the list of accomplishments that you've had, Wenda. And I'm sure that if we double clicked on all of that, no, no pun intended, going back to <laughs> your past, but if we were to do that, there would be so much more to fill in in between what Ross just said. And what I love about the essence of this conversation is taking what you've done and pairing it with someone like Crystal, who in her at the sort of midway point of her career has already achieved so much. And in part, because someone like you has made it possible for her to get where she is and to have had some of the opportunities that she has had. So I am incredibly excited to introduce our Advertising Hall of Achievement inductee today, Crystal Zarenner. For those of you listening who do not know Crystal, she is currently Chief Growth Officer at Thinks the period and bladder leak-absorbing underwear company. 
Crystal joined Thinks, though, with many creative awards under her belt, including having tripled the number of effectiveness awards for BBDO during her time as the chief marketing officer over there. Crystal's known around the industry for reinforcing the idea that doing good is good for business, which we love. And as I said, at this sort of midway point in her career, she's already done so much to give back to the community that we're all working in. Crystal is a member of Maker. She was a Time's Up signatory. She's a founding member of Chief. And she was named to Ad Ages 40 Under 40. And I think the reason is, or what people would point to, is because she's long focused on building teams that foster equity and create opportunity for everyone, which of course is in line with what you've done and how you feel, Wenda. We see the AHOA as a launch pad for massive future career and industry endeavors. And I am certain that Chris will be one of those people that takes this ball and runs really far with it. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Um, it's just been an incredibly humbling experience. And, um, you know, without it, I wouldn't be able to have, you know, coffee virtually with Wenda. So um, it's all been <laughs> worth <would>. it. <laughs> Why don't we start with Wenda? I think, Wenda, you may remember back in the day that you got into the Hall of Fame. Do you remember when you were inducted into the Hall of Achievement and what that felt like? I absolutely do, Ross. Uh, it, it was quite a few years back. I think, um, I believe the Hall of Achievement at that time, uh, I think I was the second class. So it was all very, very new. And we were all excited about it because we had a feeling even back then that we were about to become a part of a very long-term community. And I think what's wonderful about it is that that has proved to be true. There's a, a, an incredible sense of, of camaraderie among the recipients of that Hall of Achievement Award. And I think I had that sense right away. I mean, this is one of the things that I love about this business is that the people in this business care about each other and the industry in a way that I don't think is really true of many other industries. So to be acknowledged as a young leader in an industry that I so loved and that most people who are in it really love, it just felt great. And it was a very, very exciting moment. Do you have any words of wisdom for Crystal? Well, first of all, Crystal, congratulations on, on the upcoming induction, uh, but also on all the, all the things that you have done in the industry and for the industry that has brought you to, to this moment. So I would say, take a minute, pat yourself on the back, job well done, enjoy it. But at the same time, understand that it now sort of requires of you a responsibility to a larger group of people to continue to be the leader that you've already proved that you are. I think there is a shared sense of responsibility among this alumni group that we we want to take care of the industry. And one of the reasons I've always loved the Hall of Achievement, it is one of the most uplifting days of the year. So enjoy that. But one of the reasons I really love it is it always gives me a great feeling about the future of the industry. I always leave that event saying, oh, we are going to be just fine with people like Crystal receiving the award. So I would say enjoy the day, but do understand that that with this um, major accolade comes responsibility um, to continue to take care of the industry um, and its people. 
you know, I think it's really interesting your your insight you have about how people that do well in this business are the same people that really love it, right? I, I think that is a, a spirit that does make our industry particularly um, magical. And I was just wondering, potentially as a lover of the business, is there anything that you actually hate about it, right? Is there is there something... <laughs> That you're you're hoping sort of this next generation of leaders will will shed or or leave leave behind. That is such a fabulous question. No one has ever asked me that before. I grew up in a different era, one where accountability was not on the front burner, and it, it sounds so strange to I think people in the business now, and probably for the past 25 years or so since the digital age came upon us, where accountability was one of the drivers of of its birth. I would say one of the things that I don't like about the business is that it's not always taken as seriously as those of us who work in it take the responsibility that we have. And so when I was growing up in this business, it was pretty much all art all relationship driven, not a lot of accountability. We, we, we never even knew how to spell the word data <laughs> back then. And I think, you know, over time, advertising has become, advertising and marketing has become much, much more sophisticated, certainly in our, in our use of, of data and our ability to answer that, that old, old, old question about which half of my advertising works. So I think what I don't like about it is that we still are sometimes looked upon as a frivolous industry. I mean, people know, you know, we go to the south of France and, you know, we go to Las Vegas and we do a lot of entertaining and we eat very, very well. So I think, you know, I, I would wish for us continued focus on accountability for what we do. And as I said, I think we've made some really good progress, but we have to stay on that. This is a very, very serious business, doing serious good. And I think we we need to sort of carry, carry that flag. You both are obviously trailblazers and two women who many, many women surely look up to, have looked up to and will continue to look up to. Can you talk a little bit about risk taking I think I was born with a high risk profile. I have always believed that, you know, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room. Um, and I think I just, I, I do believe that a lot of this is, you know, you're born with some of this stuff. I have a, a pretty limited attention span uh, in many, many ways. And I, I love adventure. I love, I love what's new. I'm also somewhat of a contrarian. So I kind of like to push the envelope. Like I, I loved being first in the in the digital world because people, you know, kept saying things to me like, well, when are you coming back to the real world? Because the bubble over my head is I am in the real world. It'd be interesting to see when you can catch up. And people were always saying to me, well, do you need a job? Do you need an office? This was at the very beginning when we were starting DoubleClick. And I'm like, don't you worry about me. I'm going to be fine. Um, so I, I am sort of motivated by... Uh, the challenges that other people put in front of me. And I think, you know, I, I do have a very high risk profile, but it is a calculated risk in that sense, you know, sort of leaping. This, this was, I remember it was a headline in AdAge, leaping into cyberspace. You know, it it kind of looked like a, a risk back then in 1996, but it wasn't really. If you're a student of the business, you would have known that accountability needed to enter our world. And digital gave us an opportunity 
to finally answer some of these questions of accountability. So, you know, sure, it was very, very high risk. I had been in the magazine publishing business for 20 years already, and I, I gave up a huge job and one that I really, really, really liked. But I, I had to join the revolution. Just had to. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't know if I was born with a tolerance for risk, but I was raised in a household that played a lot of poker. Um, so I, so I got, I got really good at, at calculated risk and understanding the the reward. If you if you understood the numbers and had a, a good sense of humor, uh, you could probably come up on top. So I don't know if I was born with it, but I definitely learned it over over the years. I had built a reputation of being, you know a wild feminist. And everyone was like, hey, there's this pitch. I don't know if it will be right for you. Do you want to give it a go? And I was like, what is it? I like Barbie. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love Barbie. Right. And everyone was like, oh, we thought it might be off brand. And I was like, are you kidding? She's been the president like 36 times. Like she's inherently a feminist character. And so I think that's part of it, which is like, maintaining an, an optimism and, and willing to embrace, you know, the flaws and the ugly to, to see the, the magic and the, the sincerity, you know? And I think, you know, we have to do that with lots of brands um, and quite frankly, each other. I knew that, you know, millennial moms everywhere like myself were like, ooh, can I take this to the birthday party? And I thought, if I do my job right, that will be a no-brainer. And you'll want your child to have Barbie. We just had to get back to the spirit, the, the DNA of it. So I think, you know, risk is slightly just tons of, of innate optimism that it'll come out on top if you, if you focus on, on the bright spots and, you know, call out the really ugly ones as you see it. I want to ask you both the question. I would be remiss not to ask you to talk a little bit about leadership. It's funny. It's a cliche of the business, right? Which is like, it's all about the people. But so much of the industry celebrates the output, be it the work or the creativity, like that only manifests because of, of people, right? It's, it's people's passions. It's people's brains. It's someone putting in the sweat to get to the idea that it seems that if we're going to be successful as a business, your job as a, as a leader is to nurture that that humanity and once you kind of understand that it's the most competitive advantage you have in the industry being a good leader just follows because you you become subservient to making sure that you know the projects are healthy the people are healthy and so that's always been i think core to it for me which is like you know now it's it's really in vogue to say you know give each other grace but it's like wow there was a time in this industry where being compassionate and kind to one another, we had to remind each other. And so I think, I think that's been it is like going as a leader, the job is really to make sure you nurture the people because the industry will nurture the output, right? I think that's going to make all the difference in, especially in, in this world and, and just the amount of volatility and, and challenges ahead of us. I love what you said. I think it's a it's a wonderful way to articulate it. I think I've always looked at leadership as setting people up for success and creating an environment that allows them to be as good as they are. So 
I think if, if you accept that, um, that version of leadership, then you would agree that people want to be led. People want to succeed. They love to succeed. They love to be smart. And they love to be in an environment where they will succeed. And so I think a lot of my, my time in the, in the industry at whichever company I've, I've been uh, with at the time is about finding a way to help people be as good as they can be. And, you know, if, if they're at that company, if we hired them, then I think they're probably really good at what they do. And to find teammates for them that will make them successful, to find managers for them that will make them successful, to find projects, opportunities in the industry, certainly. So I think, you know, to me, that's what leadership really is. It's finding a way to create a business environment where people can be as successful as they're destined to be. That's amazing. I wonder, you know, what, what's been very clear to us as people have heard that we're going to do this podcast and that we're, we're having these conversations with legends and the next generation. What's been made very clear to us is that there are tens of thousands of people who are already looking at the two of you and, and asking themselves, like, how do I get there? Like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I get to a moment like Crystal's having right now? If you could look back to your, your younger self and remind yourself of one thing, what would you tell your younger self? What would you say that would have changed the course of your history? I, I think that I have always believed that being a student of the business, like forever being a student of the business, I, I still consider myself a student of the business. It keeps you relevant. It keeps you smart. It keeps you challenged. So I think my younger self would have said, don't ever believe your own press releases and keep studying, keep, keep being a student of the business and, and share what you've learned, you know, be, be the student, but also be the teacher. Um, but in being the teacher, don't lose your ability to learn. So I think that's probably what I, what I would have said. I think it's actually what I did say too. <laughs> it's so funny. It, it it really resonates with me because I think mine is like this idea of like you have to think fast and slow. And I definitely my younger self still am wildly impatient. Um, but I think back at the people that had to deal with me in the early days, and I I owe them all apologies, and I hope they're listening. Um, <laughs> so impatient, and 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 I think the industry encourages fast thinking. You know, good in the room, says the right thing, really witty. Um, but it was in the slow thinking that I did my most meaningful work, and in that is just this willingness to keep doubting and unlearning and unbelieving what what you think, right? Um, and, you know, there's that great Adam Grant quote, don't believe everything you think. It's like, yes, yes. And that's the curiosity, I think, that, that you're talking about, Winda, right? Which is like, you know, lean into that curiosity, question yourself, question others, keep learning and digging uh, deep. Um, and I also think it, it's what energizes you and gives you the stamina to have decades and decades of success because that curiosity keeps it 
fun and interesting because you are learning and you are growing. Um, otherwise, gosh, this would be a really exhausting business, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't want this episode to end. I think Haley and I could do this forever, but um, we're not allowed. So we are going to end strong here and give you a chance to just offer a parting message to one another. Wenda, what would you like to say to Crystal? I would say so far, so great. What you have already accomplished is so inspiring. And your belief in yourself, keep it strong, stay strong on that. Do everything that you can to live up to the responsibility that you have earned in being a young leader in this business. And I wish you enormous continued success. And Crystal, some parting words as we conclude this podcast episode for Wenda Harris-Mullard. I mean, thank you. I think not only as a female leader in the business, but also just as a fellow contrarian, the idea that that you saw an opportunity and you didn't just believe in it, you made it real. That is really in, inspiring. You know, I think so many of us in this business are, are makers and connectors, and you've just built an entire career on that. So it, it's impressive. And if, if you know what's next, please tell me, because I would love to be, <laughs> be at the edge of the next revolution. Um, and you seem to have a really, really good knack for calling them. Thank you both for being guests on our podcast, Future Legends of Advertising. It's been quite a pleasure to listen and learn from you both. You're incredibly inspiring. What a gift you've given to our listeners. Thank you both so much. Well, that does it for this episode of the Future Legends of Advertising podcast. I'm Ross Martin. And I'm Haley Romer. And thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode before you know it. And for more information on the American Advertising Federation, go to aaf.org.